people around us. Common law versus civil law. Now, as I've already talked about, the basic difference within common law and civil law is that within common law, there are two effective rules. Do no, no harm and no threat of harm to another uh, person or property or their property. So uh, if you don't ever uh, do any harm to a man or a woman and you don't take their stuff or damage their stuff, uh, then there really is no law that could be broken. Those are really effectively the only two rules or laws that we need to comply with in order to be uh, living a respectful and honoring life with respect to the people around us. So uh, the ultimate rules of common law apply to freedom, responsibility, and liability. You have the freedom to do anything you want, uh, but you also have to accept the responsibility for your actions, and you also have to accept the liability for them. And uh, we are definitely not trained that we have freedom, and we're definitely not trained to take responsibility, and we're definitely not trained to take liability. Therefore, we are effectively trained to not live in a common law mindset or uh, by action. And the other big thing is there's no need for permission for anything within the common law. You don't need to apply for permits or license because based on that uh, first note, you've got two rules. Do no harm or threat of harm, and you uh, don't need permission to do anything because if you need permission, it generally means that there's an infringement that you want to do with regards to somebody else's personal property, and you want permission to do that. And that's the only real permission that you'd need. So generally speaking, you don't need permission. You are considered responsible or innocent under the common law. So you are innocent till proven guilty is one of the famous phrases, which means that you are uh, assumed to be acting responsibly until you prove otherwise. And uh, you have the opportunity at the age of uh, 18, 19, 20, 21, depending on your particular jurisdiction, to be considered liable for your actions in common law and responsible for them because you've reached a certain age of maturity where you should know what the right behavior is and you become responsible and liable for your actions. Up until then, your parents uh, have some legal liability with regards to what you do. So uh, again, generally speaking, that still operates in all common law environments, but we do not uh, normally understand that. And we always act as if we're in the Roman civil law because we do the thing that we really shouldn't do, which is look at all the thousands of laws, which are really acts, legislation, municipal laws that uh, don't apply to a common law man or woman, but only apply to people who step into the Roman civil law and make an application to uh, operate uh, within a particular act, which provides limited freedom, limited responsibility, and limited liability. In general terms, all the civil law does is uh, reduce your freedoms and give you the opportunity to, re to reduce your responsibility for your actions and to reduce your liability for your actions so that you can act in an irresponsible and non-liable fashion, which may be a, a sound like a fun way, but it's really not a good way to operate a society. And we'd be a whole lot better off if people accepted their responsibility and liability for their actions. We'd have a lot less uh, issues and, and uh, situations. We wouldn't need the laws. We wouldn't need a lot of uh, policing in prisons and so on. Uh, if people were brought up to think in terms of freedom equals responsibility and liability. So they train us in the Roman civil law by teaching us to be uh, these things and to ask permission for most actions. If you uh, need permission for it, generally speaking, it's a Roman civil law process. And generally speaking, you don't need permission for it to operate within the common law. 
Now, uh, again, we are trained and punished. Uh, if we don't get permission, even if we know we or know somewhere deep within us that we really shouldn't need to, but don't know how to apply it and defend it within the common law. We're generally considered irresponsible and guilty within the civil law. Once you're uh, under a particular act with a license or a permit, effectively you're guilty until proven innocent. Now they have to play the game within the court system uh, that it appears that they're treating you as if you're innocent until proven guilty, but if you actually follow the process in courts, you notice that it, there's a reverse onus most of the time and uh, you're treated as if you're guilty and you have to prove your innocence. Uh, the whole idea, again, the foundational philosophical basis of the Roman civil law is that uh, people are bad and they need lots of rules to control them. And within the common law, it's the opposite. That people are good and with uh, the proper training and uh, responsibility and liability, people will do the right thing. Uh, what type of world do you want to live in? That's uh, the big difference between the common law and the civil law. There's other differences, but again, that's just a fundamental principle difference that it's uh, good to point out, and we'll go into more depth within uh, further training. It's real simple, brothers and sisters. You have to learn privacy. That means you got to go to the law library. That means you have to learn contract law. That means you have to learn privacy. Uh -huh. Thank you. 
judiciary and ownership equals full liability. It goes over how own nothing and control everything. That's what it's all about. Maintaining your privacy at all times. What are you going to do? You have to be able to maintain your privacy. You were born with your privacy. People have just went into the public and accepted public benefits. And these foreign trusts, these non-aid numbers yet, foreign trusts that are created in privacy are owning public entities. It's that simple. Privacy, brothers and sisters, protect your privacy. It's that simple. You have the Privacy Act of 1974, 75. You all can look up those things. That will give you a great footing, a great place to start. So you can maintain your privacy. Because otherwise, your privacy is not protected by the public. And the only reason they're protecting it is because they don't want it to conflict with public interest. Who's operating from these? foreign trust, corporations are. Wealthy people are. The elite are. The 1% that supposedly owns 98% of the wealth. It's up to you all, brothers and sisters, whether you all are going to study and get into the position of own up and control over. You don't need to be a lawyer. You don't need to be an attorney. You hire those people. wildlife trust brothers and sisters because they create transparency. Inside of a trust there's a three-party contract. The three-party contract says there's a grantor, there's trustees, and there's beneficiaries. Okay? We don't deal in grantor type trust. A lot of people think, well once I go into the private, I have to own the trust. The first mentality in privacy or foreign trust, 9-8 number exempt, that means you don't own it. You never say
we're reading is a very underrated And the thing is that <laughs> the problem is this. People like to see what looks good instead of reading exactly what's in front of them, right? So I'm going to show you something. It's a regular piece of paper, okay? Eight and a half yeah. by 11. This is commercial paper. Legal paper is eight and a half by 14. That's legal paper. When you see those long paper, that's real. That is long. That is legal. This is commercial. This also is known as a trust. When you let it go, it's a vessel floating in a sea of space. It also falls under the maritime law of boxing, four corners and eight corners. What do I mean by four and eight corners? One, two, three, four. The front side is public, back side is private. So when they go into court, the judges, when they get the file from the clerks, the first thing they do, because the judges are sitting in what? Admiralty, maritime law, law of the sea. You're con you are considered guilty first and have to prove your innocence. When they yes. get this, they flip it from, okay, they see the front side, the charging it. Can you hear me now? Yeah. Okay. So when the judge gets the document, the in charging instrument, they look at the front and you notice they always do this. Flip the pages over, right? Yeah. Because they're looking for if there's any private notation on the back of the instrument because that falls under maritime. If you watch that movie, National Treasure, and they kept talking about a notation on the back of the Declaration of Independence because... The front is public, the back is private. Overstand? Overstand. Okay, so what I'm, uh, I have in front of the screen here, this was a charter notice that I did a, a court case involved here in Edmonton Law Courts. Now, the website this is on, this is Muadib over in the United Kingdom. He had a case against Elizabeth II, and he challenged her sovereignty based on the fact when she was... Um, uh, when she became, when she was coronated, that she broke her oath. And her oath, part of her oath was to um, uphold the laws of God and the true profession of the gospel. And Tigo 